this is William Fink, and this is the, the Stegenia Open Forum. It is Monday, April 18th, 2011. Thank you for being here. Yes, that was Lunatic Fringe. I like that song. I always thought it was a little biographical. But the, the, real, the real Lunatic Fringe are not, as we might be slandered by some people, religious extremists. Oh, we're not the real lunatic fringe. The real lunatic fringe is found in the mainstream. It's found in people who insist on escaping reality and, and um, concocting wild stories and, and eating on the people who wish to escape reality, like parasites, and, and enticing them with magical tales in order to lead them off the path and rape them of their money. That's the way it is. And and one of the um there's a whole parade of these characters and, and they can all be found on, on, on this one website I'm about to point out some things about tonight. And and the website belongs to a fellow named Jordan Maxwell. Now I really don't care one whit about Jordan Maxwell. But my point here tonight is to profess we have to define what Christian Christian identi- identity is, and, and um, it, it's very important that we do so clearly. It's very important that we base our identification on Christ. It is Christian identity, right? It is about the Scripture, right? It, it is about the truth as we believe it to be. It is about our God, Gordon Maxwell. And, and my reason for bringing him up tonight and, and making this elucidation will be clear later. Gordon Maxwell has a website, and the slogan on his website is, Bringing Light to a World in Darkness. Now, not for nothing, but that alone should be appalling for any Christian, because we know that only Yahshua Christ is the true light of the world. He is the true light bearer. One who claims to be bringing light is befitting of the title, which means light bearer, and that title is Lucifer. That's what Lucifer means. Any man who believes himself to be a light bearer, contrary to the word of God and the scriptures, that man becomes a Lucifer. He becomes an antichrist, because only God is the true light bearer. As the revelation reveals, only his son, Joshua Christ, is our son. S-U, those words aren't similar by coincidence. Well, Jordan Maxwell has a lot of books, and he has a lot of tales. And one of the things on his website is a photo gallery. And, and I'd like to talk a little bit about his photo gallery. Aside from the parade of Jews, on his homepage, he's seen embracing and, and um, receiving an award from a Jew named Dr. Leonard Horowitz. That should tell you everything Christian needs to know about Jordan Maxwell. No self-respecting Christian would be found dead on this website, at least not sucking it down. Jordan Maxwell has a photo page on his website. And, and there's a long parade of Jews and Hollywood figures like George Lucas and Michael Eisner and Howard Shire. And, and Shirley MacLaine, and it goes on and on. Steve Allen is a Jew for you. Dick Gregory, he, he looks black, but he's probably a Jew too. 
Okay, when we get about eight rows down in this website, we have Jordan Maxwell with Zechariah Sitchin, another Jew. Imagine that. And, and then we have Michael Cremo. Michael Cremo is an archaeologist who, who um, makes, he, he, he's a would-be archaeologist that loves to take little coincidences and make up wild tales. Zechariah Sitchin, and, and there's several pictures of him here with Jordan Maxwell. And, and Zechariah Sitchin, actually, if, if you want, and, and I spoke about this about three or four weeks ago here, at, at length, and, and basically demonstrated that the idea that the Adamic race came from Cro-Magnon man comes from Zechariah Sitchin. If your identity pastor is telling you that Adam came from a Cro-Magnon man, well, Zechariah Sitchin said it 20 years before he did. There's also many other ideas concerning Genesis, which certain people in identity get from Zechariah Sitchin. Sir Lawrence Gardner... Here's another one of Jordan Maxwell's friends. Sir Lawrence Gardner's a straight clown. He, he takes the, um, the, the manna in the Bible and claims that it was monatomic gold. And, and he's made a lot of money for a lot of people selling this gold, right? He claims that it's this form of gold powder, the manna. But he also says that the bread that Solomon gave to Hiram in exchange for materials to build the temple, well, which is very clearly bread in the Hebrew language of the Bible, and in the context in which it appears. It can't be anything other than bread. But while Lawrence Gardner insisted it's this monatomic gold, he has people ingesting this stuff, thousands of people ingest this stuff, pay big bucks for it and ingest it, and they get it from Sir Lawrence Gardner, who's invented his own religion from gold dust and, and a perversion of scripture. He, he's another straight Jew clown. Daniel Brinkley, there, there's another one. Daniel Brinkley is a, is a would-be prophet, often heard on George Norrie's Coast to Coast. All of these people that I've mentioned here, I, I know them from listening to George Norrie's Coast to Coast for, for entertainment value while I was in prison. What where entertainment that, that um somebody could actually listen to is hard to come by, right? But but that was my, my way of falling asleep at night in prison for many years was listening to this garbage. And and it was it, it was um it was fascinating and, and I wouldn't recommend it because it, if you really can't see through everything they're saying, you're, you're going to get caught up in some lie or another like Lawrence Gardner. It's going to sound good. Oh, the manna in the desert. It was monatomic gold. Yeah, it sounds great. He pulls a few disparate ideas together to try to prove his thesis and the man's a straight bozo and Jordan Maxwell is his bed buddy. Daniel Brinkley's a false prophet. Prophecy after prophecy never comes true. George Norrie, Art Bell, late at night, they always have him back. In Mars, there's another one. He's an Antichrist fool. He's a Zionist. It, he, um, a lot of people in identity are, are sucked in by his tricks, but that's all they are are tricks. Who else does he have? Michael Zarion, there's a Jew and a false prophet for you. He, he has um, William Henry. Okay, Jordan Maxwell and William Henry. William Henry, he's on coast to coast all the time also. This fool claims that the ancient ziggurats of Babylon and, and the ancient Tower of Babel was actually a space portal. 
And we went to war in Iraq to stop the Iraqis from using the space portal against us. And, and a whole bunch of other fantastic stories. That's William Henry. He's right after the mother, Zechariah Sitchin. And, and all of these people, all of these people are just distractions. They are all just rabbit holes. These people all support each other. They all speak good of each other. They all attend the same little conferences and the same expositions selling books about UFOs and books about mysterious ancient gods and, and all kinds of false Jew-loving trash. And Jordan Maxwell is one of these people. David Icke is on this photo gallery page with Jordan Maxwell. David Icke, Bruce Maccabee, he calls himself Maccabee. That's a made-up name. He's really a Jew, and, and he's a slap in the face to the real Maccabees. David Icke, David Icke is um, an, an inventor of false religions. He has the Scythians, our Germanic ancestors. He, he, he has it in his books that they were the real serpent people of, of the Bible. Well, well, we know that the Jews are the serpent people. David Icke will talk about all kinds of great conspiracies in history and, and never mention the Jews, right? It, he, he just, it, he's a public relations company in himself that runs a cover for history's oldest crime ring. All of these people fit that description. Richard Hoagland's on this. George Norrie himself is on this page with Jordan Maxwell. Richard Hoagland's on this page with Jordan Maxwell. Richard Hoagland made up stories about faces on Mars from one obscure photograph with some strange shadows. And he made a whole civilization on Mars and, and had people believe and that's where we came from. And, and, and it's, it's never been proven, but he's sold a hell of a lot of books based on one, one shady photograph. It's the, the, the list of, of clowns and deceivers and, and Jews and antichrists promoted on Jordan Maxwell's website is pretty much endless. It, it, it's pre it goes on and on. It, it's um, a, a whole circus parade of these liars and antichrists, as far as I'm concerned. When we dig into jo Jordan Maxwell's website, we see something on Holy Writ in a section that, where, where he claims to present the origins of religion. And on page one of his Holy Writ section, we see, quote, Historical research shows that in the Old Testament story of Moses, Yahweh was a moon god. And he presents a, paper, a, a painting from the Vatican of, of a figure in the sky bearing his buttocks. He quotes uh, Exodus 33:23. Quotes Exodus 33:23, which is taken out of context, and and the Hidian, hit the Hebrew idiom, it is made vulgar in order to show that Yahweh was a moon god and puts his in 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 the um in the sense in the vulgar sense that we use the word moon of a human gesture of bearing one's buttocks, so he has God mooning Moses in his words. And, and that's absolutely repulsive, and, and it's absolutely antichrist, it's blasphemous. He claims that the oldest Christian church, which there's no proof whatsoever that this structure was built as a Christian church, because it has, because it has a mosaic that 
that, that depicts two fish, well, which is pretty normal on the seacoast in pagan buildings. And, and in, the, in the pagan religion of Dagon, which the Philistines worshipped, it's only normal in, in paganism, if you really study paganism, to find that the people worship their, their way of life and their means of living. For, for instance, a, um, a farmer that relies on steer will eventually come to worship bulls, and, and that we saw that happen in ancient Egypt and, and in other farming nations in pre-Christian times. That was a means, it, it was a, um, it, it was pagan idolatry, but it, it was natural outcome of, of a rustic people that know not God. Now, the Philistines worshipped Dagon, the fish god, simply because they relied heavily on the sea as their means of sustenance. We see the same pattern over and over. Now, here in this Christian, well, here in this ancient building, which probably dates to the 2nd century AD, I've seen pictures of this building before, this find before, in archaeology magazines, because it has a mosaic of two fish on the floor, Gordon Maxwell would would extrapolate this into um, some sort of proof that Christianity is a Piscean religion, well, which is um, absolute hogwash. It's absolute hogwash just because Christians use certain symbols to make certain expressions in early times does not mean that they did so for the same reason that ancient pagans those symbols. It, it's that simple. And, and Christianity is not a, a Piscean religion. It, it's, um, it, it's basically just a ridiculous claim. Next thing we have on, on Jordan Maxwell's... Um, well, well, it's not the next thing. It, it's one of the other things I'm going to talk about. It is um, from page 5 of his Holy Writ section. What well, we see that he takes the Greek word tekton... And, and claims that Christ wasn't really a carpenter, but he was a master builder or stonemason, and he wants to then extrapolate that idea into the fact that Christ was, you know, one of these members of one of these secret societies that dates back thousands and thousands of years. When in truth, masons of, of medieval, of, of late medieval Europe, do not directly date back to antiquity. Yes, they used some traditions from antiquity when they founded their sects and would make claims of those traditions that aren't really true in order to try to, and they've been doing this for centuries, in order to try to show how long their made-up tradition has gone on. But when it boils down to it, most of those traditions, in fact, nearly all of those occult Groups, and especially the Masons, can be seen to have been late medieval inventions, which conveniently made use of early symbols. Christ was a carpenter. The Greek word tekton means a carpenter or builder. It's used that way for several centuries in ancient Greece, and it's very clear in hundreds of ancient Greek stories and, and histories and, and other literature that tekton is a simple home builder or carpenter or, or somebody that works with his hands and puts things together. It, the one occurrence of the word does not mean that Christ was a stonemason in the, the same way that these um, cult 
cultists of today envision the term Mason when when they're presented with it. That's just ridiculous. The term had no such meaning in ancient Greek times, none whatsoever. Primo, I'm sorry, Jordan Maxwell then takes a whole bunch of pictures of, of gods on pagan gods on crosses and tries to discredit Christianity, and he uses the Aztecs and, and the um, Hindus. But, well, the Krishna story is simply not that old. There, there are claims made for the Krishna story and for the Vedas that are absolutely fabulous. The, v- the v- Vedas, Vedas, however, those Indian poems, the Hindu-Indian poems, that, that they probably have their origins with our Saxon ancestors who lived in those lands after the 7th century B.C. And, and some of those stories might even be older than that. However, Krishna's story is a late device appended to the Vedas. It is not a part of the original Vedas. The Vedas themselves, it cannot be shown, are of that great antiquity with any convincing proof whatsoever. There's no evidence for the Krishna story itself before the 2nd century AD. None whatsoever. And, And the Krishna story, I would believe, is a perversion of the Gospel story. As for the Quetzalcoatl story... That's, it's very clear that those Aztec Indians believed that Quetzalcoatl was a white god that came from the east across the sea. But there's absolutely no proof that that story amongst the Aztecs predates Christianity. None whatsoever. It cannot be shown that these things discredit Christianity. And Jordan Maxwell supplies only parts of the story. The the crucified Dionysius, the the Greek pagan god of wine. Well, well, Dionysius was not crucified before Christ, because that story does not exist in the oldest literature. Yes, there are similarities with all of the Greek gods and the god of the Hebrew Bible. However, the Greeks themselves, they descended from the Hebrews. And they would have taken the stories they had when they were Hebrews, and they would have brought those stories to Greece. And it can be well proven, and I have several books and my own podcasts and my own research on Christogenia, which prove that Greek culture is Hebrew culture. However, the Dionysius crucified story is also a late invention made by pagan Greeks that they could compete somehow with Christianity. And and there were other such inventions that that are very recent. Uh, When I say recent, I mean a date after the time of Christ, which can be demonstrated that that indeed was done by pagans after the time of Christ to try to attempt to show that their God, their pagan God, was as great as the God of our Bibles. None of these things discredit Christianity. That these are all ploys meant to throw doubt into the minds of those weak Christians who are not well-founded in knowledge. And, and that's what that whole Zeitgeist movie is about. And Jordan Maxwell is basically... He's following in the footsteps of the Zeitgeist people, or they followed in his footsteps. But whatever you want to think about this stuff, it's very clear that for a Christian, Gordon Maxwell should be considered anathema. Gordon Maxwell 
is one antichrist son of a bitch. And yes, I said it. On page 10 of his Holy Writ section, Jordan Maxwell attacks the Sabbath, tries to paganize it. He tries to discredit the Hebrew story of the Ark of the Covenant by showing that the Greeks had similar constructions. That doesn't discredit the story. It doesn't discredit the fact that the Ark of the Covenant was divinely inspired simply because the Egyptians had such such vessels. It, it's simply a device of the times and should be taken in its own historic context. Gordon Maxwell is an antichrist. At every turn, this clown is attempting to discredit Christianity. He quotes from Jewish sources consistently. He uses the fantastic stories of clowns like William Henry and Lawrence Gardner to back himself up. He's an embracer of everything Hollywood, of everything Jew. He is disinformation. question is, does he belong in Christian identity? I'm going to, yeah, you know, Clifton, Clifton, after I mentioned Jordan Maxwell on an open chat here the other day, and, and um, we started a conversation amongst a few of the people, the, the, the denizens of Christogenia, right, the, the people that come here and, and chat. Clifton went and did some research and, and into Jordan Maxwell's website, and he, he was pretty appalled, and I'm going to unmute Clifton first and, and see if he wants to talk about any of these things, and, and he might have to add some of this to what I've said. But this is why I'm doing this tonight, and, and let me explain that first real quick. Eli James, yes, Eli James again, and, and I just have to address this stuff five days ago, according to my email program. Eli James sent out an email, and it says, quote, Gordon Maxwell, lecture in Woodland Hills, California, near Los Angeles, releasing two videos, Maseroth and Lucifer's New Age, Saturday, April 16th, 5 p.m. Parentheses, not identity, but should be good, dash Eli, end of parentheses, end of quote. Then there's a link to Jordan Maxwell's website. Well, I'm giving this presentation tonight on Jordan Maxwell because we have to ask ourselves this. Does Jordan Maxwell belong in Christian identity? And does a so-called Christian identity pastor act appropriately when he starts promoting antichrist clowns like Jordan Maxwell? Anybody who listens to Eli James and hears my voice, it's your duty to censure him for his promotion of antichrists and Jew lovers. It's your duty to do that. Mark my words. Man who sees a crime and utters it not is just as guilty of the crime. That's a quote from Leviticus. I'm sorry, I don't have the verse. It might be chapter 5. Hello, Clifton. Yeah. How you doing? I'm here. I saw you put like 47 pages of notes together on, on Jordan Maxwell. It, when, when I opened it up, I said, nah, this is too much. I, I actually looked at a couple of the videos, and, and that, that they were, that, that, you're right, they were absolutely antichrist. Yeah, I couldn't believe uh, all the stuff he was advocating, and I can't imagine anybody in Israel identity picking up on something like that. But, well, one of the things he did was, was he sat there and he claimed, and, and you had made a note of it, he sat there and he claimed that UCC law, well, which is really a product of Jew lawyers, that the UCC law is God's law. Yeah, I think I think the common law is what 
but uh, the biblical law goes back to. Well, he he basically equates the UCC law with God's law, and and that's just that, that's just blasphemous. Yeah, the universal some kind of code. I forget what uh, that was called anyway. And and we've covered that in uh, Justinian, you know, picking up the uh, Roman law, which uh, Maxwell also talked about. Evidently, does know the origin of that, and and uh, we know that. Uh, Justinian's law uh, ended up in Europe, but the um, uh, the common law ended up, you know, from from the Hebrews ended up in Britain. Of course, then it came from Britain to the United States. So, totally but, well, right, the common law is organic in in the sense that it 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 comes up from the people of the of the land, where the civil law is imposed on the people by ecclesiastical and and imperial authorities. The um. It, it's evident in, in some of Jordan Maxwell's videos, and, and you've noted it here, that he is an embracer of the Da Vinci Code, uh, of um, William Cooper, who, who's another occultist, and, and um, claims that the Nazis were Teutonic. He, he, claims that the Nazi, he claims that Nazism was a religion, which is a lie. It, it's a Jewish lie that he's following. The Nazis, uh, the National Socialists in Germany were were certainly, for the most part, pious. Pious, and I use that in the true that word in the true sense, in its true meaning. They were pious Christians. They weren't occultists. Gordon Maxwell was an occultist, uh, accusing the, the the Nazis of being an occultist. And, and yes, he he um he equates the the Nazis as Zionists. The Nazis aren't, aren't Zionists. Hitler wanted the Jews anywhere out of Germany. Didn't matter to him where they were. He wanted them out of Germany. If he could get them to leave peaceably, that would be a lot better. And that's what he tried to do at first. That does not make Hitler a Zionist. There's more to Zionism than just simply the return of Jews to Palestine. Zionism it is a, is a religion in itself which insists on Jewish supremacy and and including a return to Palestine. And, and um, that is by no means what a Nazi Zionist It's absolutely ludicrous. He, he, he's, Jordan Maxwell is, is rubbing elbows with Zionists, hanging out with Zionists, promoting Zionists, and then blaming the Nazis for being Zionists as, as if it's a bad word. I think that, the, um, uh, that Hitler uh, wanted to uh, send the uh, Jews to Madagascar as... as uh, as a homeland, that island off of uh, well, it's, it's a pretty you know it's almost a continent. It's an island off of uh, eastern Africa. Yes, that that was Hitler's original plan. He, that Madagascar was very very sparsely populated at, in the 1930s, and Hitler wanted to send all the Jews there. And, and I think that the Zionists got his attention because they wanted all the Jews in Palestine. Hitler didn't care where they went. He really just wanted them the hell out of Germany. I can't blame him for that. Yeah, it's it's quite a it's quite a story. But uh, yeah, we we don't need this. Uh, uh, idea of uh, Cro-Magnon man and, and uh, all of these different things in Israel identity. Uh, you know, we, we, we'll be doing good if we could just understand the scriptures. If we could just look up the words and see what they mean and, and uh, study the context and, and the various verses. Well, the, the, it's the word of God that should be prime, prime, 
that, that should have primacy in all of our studies, right? Well, we sure don't need Zachariah Sitchin. Sitchin. <clears throat> Most people don't know how to spell his name. It's uh, it's like sitting on your chin, you know, S-I-T-T-H-I-N. Yeah, Sitchin. And, and, and it isn't uh, it isn't Zacharias in the Bible. It's a, is Zacharias spelled a little bit different than Zachariah too. But well, it doesn't really matter. It's it's he he's a Jew. He came from Russia. He came over here when only Jews were allowed to leave Russia. He got himself an office in in Rockefeller Center, and he started pumping out these books and created a new religion. He he took all kinds of misinterpretations from ancient Sumerian inscriptions that that. Almost that I don't know one real scholar of ancient Sumer and, and Akkad who would agree with anything that he says about about all of this stuff, and and he takes these and he mixes it with a little ufology or or study of you know study stories about UFOs, and, and he mixes this all up and and he created his own religion and Eli James is his follower. And Michael Heiser pretty well proved that. Uh... Zachariah Sitchin didn't know what he's talking about. But well, right. He didn't even know the Hebrew, uh, let alone uh, some of those old Uruguay, uh you know, how, how you pronounce that, Uretic, uh languages. But well, right. And, and a lot of people um, will jump to the conclusion that Heiser's no good because he's a Jew too. And, and they're right. But Heiser is an academic who spells out exactly what he means and anybody can open up a concordance or, or a Hebrew lexicon and see where Heiser is coming from. With Sitchin you can't do that. It's, it's Sitchin just made it all up. Yeah, it's quite a situation and uh, it just seems like there's a few people in Israel identity that they're just looking for something that they can twist a little bit and uh, I've had my fill of that, uh, you know, the past 13 years of different people uh, bringing in Area 51 and all kinds of fantastic stories. But while I'm yeah, compelled I... to respond to these things, that this is, you know, this is, if we're going to be Christian identity, we have to be Christians first, right? I mean, the identity part, that, that doesn't even matter except that it, it expresses how we feel about the covenants of God, that we take them seriously. That's what Christian identity means to me. And, and Zechariah Sitchin and, and that, that Jew bastard and, and Jordan Maxwell and the rest of his ed partners don't need, we don't need these things in Christian identity. And, and if people out there listen to Eli, they should be taking him to task for, for this garbage because it does not belong in Christian identity. Yeah, I used to listen to that Richard Hoagland, but the only reason I listened to him is because he came on just be, uh, before Tom Valentine on shortwave. And uh, what I used to do, I used to use a VCR to record the audio portion of the short wave the night before, and uh, doing that, I had to listen a little bit of Hoagland stuff before Tom Valentine come on. But most of the time, the short wave interference was so bad. By the time uh, Tom Valentine come on, you could hardly hear what uh, Valentine was talking about. And by the way, Val uh, Tom Valentine was really strong against Israel identity. Well, Hoagland's another one. He he takes one picture that, that that's a little fuzzy that is a shadow that looks like it might be a face, and and he makes he creates a whole religion out of it. 
which is basically exactly what he did with that that supposed face on Mars picture. Well, I never took uh, anything that Hoagland said very seriously. I had other places to spend my money for books and stuff. <laughs> I wasn't about to waste my money uh, getting his stuff. Well, that was a good decision. <laughs> well, okay, I, I know Bob and, and um, Legal Man, they, they probably want to say something that they um, requested talk to talk um that they requested to talk first when I was still on, on my well, rant I'll, about I'll, Jordan I'll Maxwell's website. Listen, I'll sit back and listen then. Robert, what do you have for us? Robert well, I don't think I have anything. But I, I used to listen to Art I used to listen to Art Bell quite a bit. And uh he did have some interesting guests on there from not from the CI perspective. But well, um I, well, I guess the I guess the comment is that my comment is is this is the, this is the kind of stuff we discussed probably about six months ago when I stated that there's all kinds of stuff in the Judeo in the Judeo Christian world that Eli was dragging into CI and it was to, to me it was something I was trying to get rid of because a lot of that stuff I used to believe they have a Jew around every corner feeding you something so that you would get stuck in a rabbit hole somewhere. Exactly, and and Eli's been promoting this stuff for some time, and and over this past year, he's really picked up the tempo with, with the references to Zechariah Sitchin. Now he's openly promoting. He he never, I, I don't think he ever mentioned Sitchin, but he has mentioned time and again the things that come from Sitchin. Twenty twelve Nibiru. Twenty twelve doesn't come from Sitchin. Twenty twelve comes from adjustments. Sitchin's claim about 2003, I think, was his first date, right? But the whole Nibiru thing that Eli's mentioned quite often in his emails, uh, I mean, at least three or four times in the past year, that comes right from Zechariah Sitchin and from no one else. That's where that originated. And, and the, um, the Anunnaki that, that Sitchin made up stories about, and, and Eli has and, and put together with this Nibiru thing, this tenth planet and, and or twelfth planet, and, and Eli always mentions them in concert. And, and I know that he got that right from Zechariah Sitchin or from somebody like Jordan Maxwell that got it from Sitchin. And, and now Eli's pushing this that this Cro-Magnon atom theory that comes right from Zechariah Sitchin, and now he's promoting Jordan Maxwell, and he's doing this openly. This is not Christian identity. This has to be, he has to be told. The people that listen to him have an obligation to tell him that this stuff is occultic, it comes from the Jews, and it does not belong in Christian identity. And, and that's an obligation. Yeah, oh, that's pretty much the same. I mean, if you you can even go back and look at the face on Mars. That that was real popular when the first satellite went up there to orbit and take pictures of the planet. But later, that was defunct because the the pictures had reflections in it, and the resolution was so low that it actually just made it look like a face. Oh well, right. And, and if you take enough pictures of a landscape like that, you'll probably find a Coke bottle eventually. Yeah, I mean, there were higher resolution pictures that came out later not showing the face. And, and who knows what's happened to, to, to Mars in, in the time that, that man's been on the Earth. It's really an unknown, an unknown thing to us. Well, right. That's why we shouldn't invent a religion out of something that we can't know. Yeah, but that Hoagland fella, he's a real kook. He has bases on, Mar on, the, on, the, on the moon. And in addition to that, there's aliens up there that don't want us to come back. <laughs> and we were never there in the first place. <laughs> I don't think we were, but I mean, 
He says the aliens told us not to come back, and there's, there's you know, bodies of water up there and all kinds of things. Well, well, these are the kind of people that Jordan Maxwell is associated with, and this is the trash that Eli James is trying to get Christians to heed to. And, and that's just yeah. evil. It, a little leaven spoils the whole lump. When are we going to get it? Yeah, but this is something that's got to get right in there. It's the gullibility of the white race. And, and the if you take a look at this stuff, it, it, it all seems so wonderful because it's kind of like God-like. Oh, wow, look at these little mysteries. And the Jews just love stories. That's why Hollywood is so popular. They have all these wonderful stories to tell us, and everybody wants to believe it. A, a lot of times I think people, you know, when you're younger, you, you have Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and all these things that you believe in. But now all we believe in is the Jew. So we they train us from birth to believe in some kind of magical creature. And, and out pops the Jew when you get older. And they have all their experts all lined up to tell us all kinds of stories. Anyhow, I think uh, I think uh, Mike was, was breaking in there for a second. Hello, Mike. But Mike. maybe not. Dogs, kids, he could be anywhere. Yeah, I thought I heard him. Well, well, Legal Man was here here a for a second. Legal Man, what's happening? I guess they all get tired of waiting, right? <laughs> I guess so. I guess my rant was too long. <laughs> I, I remember back in AJ days. Go on, Bruce. Yeah, I, I he, he was talking about Jordan Maxwell. Who is this, Bruce? AJ, Alex Jones. Oh, Alex, Alex Jones promote, promotes um, yeah. Jordan Maxwell, huh? Yeah, yeah, and so, anyways, I called Al, uh, Jordan Maxwell one day. Hey, I want to talk to you about all this stuff I'm talking about. He goes, he's on the phone. Who is this? Who is this? Like, I was going to infiltrate his lair or something. He's a, he's a fear-mongering, little, pathetic, seeking, you know, building up knowledge and never coming to the truth. They're probably a Jew. Oh, but we don't need all, all of this... Um. All of this trash in Christian identity, it, it just discredits us. It makes us look like fools to the general public. And, and Eli's claiming he wants to widen his, his tent, and, and that Clifton and I are evil, and, and he wants to make this message more palatable for mainstream Christians. And, and, and then he's just... Um, well, he's slapping Christ in the face with that first, but, but now he's bringing a cult, um, Christ bashers, and, and presenting them to, to the, the, the um, Christians on his mailing list, or, or we should suppose they're Christians on his mailing list, so, so that they could go watch occult Christ bashers? And that's just crazy. And, and all these people that are still listening to Eli, they better think twice and, and start bringing this to his attention, and, and they should upbraid him for it, because he's promoting Antichrist. Yeah, well, the simplicity that Paul spoke of in value. Oh, there's all kinds of... Hello? Hello, Mike. Hey, Bruce, you're cutting out there. I didn't know if you are done or not. I couldn't, you could only hear about two other... Oh, I'm done, brother. Or there, some. Uh, yeah, I did bring up a couple good points. Mike, you're uh, cutting out. Maybe that's the problem. Oh, crap. How does it sound now? Oh, well, that's okay, but but we your audio dropped a couple of times there. All right. Um, well, I was going to make the point that... Uh, yeah, early on, Eli looked like he was doing something decent as far as interviewing people on specialty topics that might have not necessarily been CI, but the information we could have benefited from. But certainly Jordan Maxwell is full of you-know-what, and the fact that he's promoting that is very clear what he's doing. But on 
make another note here, though, that, you know, like I said, it's, it's not bad to necessarily get valuable information from other pieces of the pie out here that aren't on CI or whatever, you know, whatever have you here. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy he's promoting Jordan Maxwell because, I mean, you know, I mean, that's worse than Alex Jones. I mean, really, it is. Well, you know something? Yeah, you might get valuable information from an engineer that, that studied the, um, the collapse of the World Trade Center. I, I know that's right up your alley, right? So I'll, I'll use that as an example. And, and the man's an engineer, and, and he talks about the World Trade Center, and, and he talks about the, the science and, and how it collapsed and this and that. And, and all that's wonderful. And he doesn't have to be CI. Okay? He doesn't have to be Christian identity. And in fact, and on, yeah, you know, a study of the Bible is not going to qualify you to talk about the collapse of the World Trade Center, right? I mean, I think I know a little bit about the Bible and language, but I would never talk about the engineering of the World Trade Center. It, it's just not my thing, right? I mean, we have to recognize that... that we all have different talents and knowledge. Well, well we're going to listen to the engineer talk about the World Trade Center, but the typical engineer is not going to start selling us on, on um, legitimacy of events in, in first century Judea. You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. He's not going to start refuting our religion because he's an engineer and, and understands, um, understands how steel reacts in a fire, right? And, and and that's why we can't. Well, why should we go to Jordan Maxwell for anything? The, the man's an antichrist. He's a god basher. He, he's a Jew lover. He, he's everything that it should be anathema to the average Christian. As far as I'm concerned, he has nothing good to say, and, and can't possibly have anything good to say. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. That's the way it is, and, and that's the way. It, but I, I wouldn't expect to hear any of that Antichrist trash from your engineer that, that's talking about the World Trade Center. I, I mean, that's, that's, there's a difference. Absolutely, exactly. There's a difference between looking for, for valid information from the sources available and, and but what, what are you going to go? Go to the, um, the dung pile to look for a pearl? Are you going to dig through the entire dung pile to look for a pearl that may be there or it may not. But, well, no, I'm going to stay away from Jordan Maxwell. The man's an antichrist and, and a liar and an embracer of all of my enemies and everything I despise. And I would never send another Christian or anybody. I wouldn't even send a Jew to his site. Never mind another Christian. <laughs> well, you know, Jordan Maxwell more or less gave birth to David Icke. But also uh, some half, uh, what was that? He's half Irish and half Playing or something, Michael Tessarian, bunch of other. Uh, I'm sorry, I thought I, I took one look at Michael Tessarian's picture and it had Jew written all over it. Oh yeah, and, and the name is is um, Tessarian. That would actually mean it. it that's kind of like that. I O N is a, is a diminutive Greek ending. Oh, it's kind of like Czar with a diminutive on it. it. It means like little Czar. It's a name that only a Jew could love. Well, race mixed. Uh... Race mixed beasts are always going to be promoting a universal approach, and hell, supposed to come out of them. Well, absolutely, we're supposed to come out from among them, and it's the clowns like Jordan Maxwell and 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 all of the the whole long list of Jews and and circus circus freaks that 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 are all over his website, and and the Antichrist drivel all over his website. That's exactly what we're supposed to separate ourselves from.
and, and I don't I, I don't care if there's a pearl. I'm not going to dig through that whole pile of dung to find it. That's called mental hygiene. Oh, my hands are going to be kept clean of that. And I would re strongly recommend that we all keep our hands clean of that. But I also think that people like Greg Howard and, and Bill Gloss and the other people still listening to Eli James, that they should um, be put on notice that this is... Um, that this is very destructive to anything and any sound Christianity promoting these turkeys. This is uh, he's an antichrist. There's no doubt about it. Look at look at his website, JordanMaxwell.com. It's horrible. Yeah, and in the zeitgeist, they utilized uh, Jadu Krishnamurti, who was uh, originally advanced by Madame Blavatsky, who, of course, a Russian Jew, the Philosophical Society back in the early hundreds. They wanted to proclaim a world teacher and put up and told him to get, and I guess his brother died, and they promoted him with, uh, and uh, that Roy Masters also follows Marty. Christian Marty was a university. I don't know, he's a grow Indian. Bruce, you are cutting out a little. Christian should have one teacher, that's Christ. We are all brethren. If somebody's not teaching Christ, if somebody is not teaching in a Christian context, with a Hebrew biblical foundation, then they should be they should be excoriated. They should they should be put out of our number. They should be put off from us. What we should not make ourselves subject to these people. We should not pay these people any heed. And occultists like Jordan Maxwell and David Icke and William Henry and 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 Zechariah Sitchin and all these all of these clowns, if they're promoting something, I'm going to take a good look at it because I don't want anything to do with it. And of course, not everything these men say is wrong. They take a little bit of truth and they mix a whole lot of lies in with it, and and they make it sound legitimate. And, and it's an art form. And that's what they do well. The whole the whole lot of them supposed to literally turn our backs, turn our backs on the world and embrace the simplicity of the gospel. And well, to turn one's back on the world is uh... well, well, that's two John um, verses nine through eleven. If somebody comes to you and they're not teaching that they're teaching something contrary to Christianity, don't even wish that person well. Don't even speak to greet that person. You should have nothing at all to do with such people. Each who going forth and not abiding in the teaching of Christ has not God. He abiding in the teaching, he also has the Father and the Son. If one comes to you and does not bear this teaching, meaning the teaching of Christ, do not receive him into the house and do not speak to welcome him. For he speaking to welcome him takes a share in his evil works. And Eli James sends out an email that you should go listen to Jordan Maxwell, the Antichrist SOB, who, who has Antichrist literature all over his website, all throughout all of his YouTube videos. This man is an absolute anathema to Christians. And Eli is saying, oh, yeah, this will be good. It's not identity, but it'll be good. It comes straight from hell. Oh, sure it does. That's just crazy. That That's nuts. Eli James is not Christian identity. He's a damn Jew. He's promoting all kinds of doctrines of devils claiming to be Christian identity. Yeah, and all those circus clowns promote the the, the, the uh, Kikes Holohoks. So it's very 
Tell oh, well, yeah, Jordan Maxwell says all kinds of evil things about Nazis, and, and nothing, he, 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 he has nothing but loving words about Jews and, and glowing pictures of himself with Michael Eisner. And, and well, well, we all know who Michael Eisner is. I mean, you can't get much more antichrist than that. And, and Zechariah Sitchin and all the other Jews, but he has a whole lot of um, what you might want to term mainstream Jews in, in, in his photo album also. And, and that's just evil. He's just an evil man. And, and we can't be injecting him into our Christian conversation. Right. And these are the people E.Y. James is promoting. He's doing it for a reason. He's not doing it without a cause. And it's highly discrediting. It's highly discrediting to everything a Christian identity should stand for. You know, I was at the unloading dock at the uh, CVS Pharmaceo. Oh, well, I'm personally tomorrow going to send a message, Greg Howard, that, uh, and with Eli's email and with a, a reference to the link to this podcast, and I'm going to tell him, I'm going to put him right on the spot. He needs to be put on the spot. Greg needs um. He, he's the nicest guy in the world. What with the spine of jelly, and I hope he hears this. Well, you know who was really good at doing this kind of stuff, uh, taking a, a little bit of truth and turning it into some sort of mystery, that uh, twisting it into Christianity was is Chuck Missler. I don't know if you're familiar with that guy. He runs Coinonia House. I've heard the name, but I don't know him at all. I've heard the name Chuck Missler floated around, but I don't know him. He's he I consider extremely dangerous because he's very intelligent. I would I suspect he's got to be a Jew at this point. I mean, I, I, I used to follow his teachings all the time because they were so interesting. But a lot of the stuff he has, it, it does. It does uh, like um, uh, the center, the center field uh, constancy of the speed of life, for instance. I learned about that from him. And, um, <clears throat> but it is very discouraging to see a little bit of. You know, you have this truth, but then then you end up putting something in there that twists it to to an extent that it becomes a religion in itself. Like as far as the Area 51 stuff, I mean that that base does exist or or did exist. I don't know if it's shut down at this point, and they did do top secret work there. But I can't say there are any UFOs sitting in Area 51. But well, right, and anything that's an unknown, anything that's a that that's unknown to to the general. Um, perception of people in the world that, or it's kept secret or, or whatever, can, you, you have a license basically to make any kind of story up uh, about an unknown. And, and that's because people that want those things to be unknown, they, they can't refute your story. They really can't. They can't prove what's going on there to, to refute what you claim is going on there and isn't. Yeah, that's a genuine rabbit hole there. It's, it's absolutely a rabbit hole. We cannot make up religions over the unknown. It's because somebody's theory they put together sounds good or sounds plausible. No, we, we can't, but we end up down all kinds of dead-end roads. And, and it's basically a form of idolatry. People spend their entire lives chasing, chasing rabbit holes like Area 51 and ignoring everything the Christians should be doing. And, yeah, right, that's another one, but that in itself is a form of idolatry. These people dress up in spacesuits once a year and, and run off to their to their Mecca in, in the Nevada desert. That's idolatry. They may as well go join the Muslims and go worship that fallen, that, that meteor they built the box around, right? It's the same thing. 
people that project those things and search for those things that they, quote, know, end quote, which they don't know, they project those images out, and they'll, they're going to see things that they've, uh, they've they've created images of. You know, they're going to project those, and then they're going to say, oh, that's, that's idolatry there. You know, a lot of times the Jew actually does put stuff out there that's true mixed with about 99% false stuff. Think that they have this, uh, they, they want to tell you what they're going to do to you, but they also mix it with so much garbage, it's hard to figure out what's going on. Or they take advantage of events. Right. Right. But, but we can't, you know, Christians should first fear nothing. There is no love in fear. Because when you fear, you're not putting trust in God. It, it's that simple. There's no love in fear. Christians should fear nothing. If we fear nothing, then we don't care what the Jew might do to us. We don't care what the government might do to us. These purveyors of, of um, all of this fear of the weak trash, which Eli is one of the primary um, purveyors of, of this garbage, this fear of the week or fear of the month club or however you want to term it, that there's no love in that. There's no Christian love whatsoever in, in worrying about the economy might crash in September. You know how many years I've heard that in a row? About 15. Ever since, and I never heard it before I started hanging out with identity people. Oh, yeah, they've been talking about the economy going to crash. It's been crashing for as long as I've been alive. Actually, it was supposed to completely dissolve right after Nixon brought us off the gold standard. I still remember that. Oh, well, right, but I'm talking about the people that, that swear there's a great conspiracy in the works and, and the Jews and Wall Obama are going to crash the economy in September. And September comes and goes and they change their date to March. And March comes and goes and they change their date back to September. Well, that's the hell in the crowd. Yeah, right. Every decade. I mean, the economy will crash at some point. I always say that some of these guys that tell you about stocks, I mean, they're eventually going to be right. But, well, absolutely, and the economy is supposed to crash at some point. When Christians see it, that we should never fear it, and, and we shouldn't even fear it once it happens, but once it happens, well, we should probably rejoice. Yeah, I, can't, well, I can't, actually can't wait till this whole Babylonian system falls, because then that's our opportunity. Right, right. now, we don't have an opportunity to do much of anything, because one, the, the, per, the people that control the purse strings and control everything are, are the money people. It's amazing that more people don't understand that, that, that crucial aspect of how our society operates. I mean, Obama doesn't have any power. Is that even a billionaire? Uh, no, Obama's just another, he, he's just another marionette. That's all he is. He's just another puppet. Yeah, it's something for us to look up to, like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. That's what I'm saying. That's no different than when you're a child. They train you when you're a child to believe in these fictitious characters. And when you get older, they just give you another set of fictitious characters. And Obama's just one of them. I think Glenn Beck's down here. You know, that's here. There's another one. He's a little bit trickier, but he still worships the Jew. Right. They're all. They're all. They are all just an orchestrated opposition. They're a set up and, and provided for opposition. That they're paid by the same damn Jew Wall Street bankers that. That, that the mainstream politicians are pay, paid for by. Hello, Curtis. Curtis. Oh, well, that's about four people that wanted to talk to it by the time I got to them. They weren't there. <laughs> Legal man, you back yet? Uh, yes, I am. Hey, you wanted to say something. I'm, um, I'm willing to listen. Oh, well, I, I have, what I wanted to say goes you know, pretty far back, but it has to do with uh, 
UFOs and stuff, um, that if you ever watch the History Channel, or, yeah, the History Channel, whenever they talk about God, Bible, like, just recently I saw something about the Ark of the Covenant, they always relate it to UFOs and aliens, and I, I just laugh every time. There's, like, no actual Christianity on the History Channel anymore. No, it's all pro it's all Jewish propaganda, right? But, but uh, I hear about it from from various people that come here. But I wouldn't. I, I don't turn the television on. I don't even know how to turn my television on, to be honest with you. There's one upstairs that my mother and grandmother watch, and they watch it three hours a night. But that's all, and and I'm never there. It's it's I, I it's anathema to me. As soon as I can, it's going out on a on on the garbage. Yeah, and what's funny, like I have friends always come to me about 2012, and I joke with them, I was like, oh, come on, it's not 2012, that's just a setup, it's actually going to happen in July 27th of 2013, and I'm the Antichrist. Uh, yeah, right, it's it's another date to make us look like fools. And people, Eli's not the only one in Christian identity to embrace that date. There were actually a couple of so-called Christian identity pastors in New Jersey, um, Eve Ramey, R-A-H-M-E, was the name of one of them. And the other one was Bob something. I forget his name. I have it in my notes. But I, I had written these guys long before I knew Eli and, and um, tried to address why they... And, and I'm talking like seven, eight years ago. I tried to address with them why they were buying into this 2012 crap and they never answered my letter. I didn't get an answer. They were somewhere in um, along the, near the Delaware River in in, in New Jersey. So one one of those. There's a lot of little towns that are like farming communities there, and well, now they're probably yuppie communities because I know that they were building subdivision after subdivision there before I went to prison. But but yeah, they were out in Warren County or or one, one of those counties out in West Jersey, the, the nice area of New Jersey. Believe it or not, there is one. You know, there are some interesting things, though, Bill. I do find it fascinating the amount of money that's being spent on this May 21st thing. So we don't have to wait too long to see, a, see another, if another date goes by with nothing happening. <clears throat> the billboards up all over the place, crap all over the Internet. It, it is kind of amazing that someone's financing the nonsense. Probably yeah, some, some, some black Jew. Two days ago. Well, wait a second. Mike has something to say. I said he uh, just saw one Billboard two weeks ago, or not, uh, two days ago, I should say. But, well, thankfully, I'm pretty isolated from all that crap where I live, right? <laughs> I I don't even know if there's a billboard in this town. <laughs> I'm going to laugh if they put something right up outside your house with a neon sign on it, May 21st. <laughs> well, that's not likely to happen because um, I don't know how they're going to get electricity to the neon sign. <laughs> You know, you know, to us, though, um, we look at what's around us today, and, and everything has been created by the Jew for us to view, kind of like almost that movie, The Matrix. I know you haven't watched, but I can't even imagine what John must have thought of when he was looking and seeing that the entire what we call a church today actually had turned against its own people and was completely antichrist, that the whore of Babylon. It's almost beyond comprehension what he must have been thinking. Well, absolutely. But this this sure as hell seems like it. I mean, <laughs> but we know that you know what what its um its main features are, right? And and they're all here: the mixing and and the world global trade and 
the, the confusion of faces and tongues and languages. And we've got it all. Oh, we have everything today. This must have been something like what it was prior to the Noah flood. I mean, there's uh, no doubt about it. You have the diversity. You've got the mixing, exactly like you said that's going on. You have this worldwide commerce with fake money. And all of the perversion, all, all of the sexual perversion. Yeah, it, 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 it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's as if we're supposed to believe that this is normal. But, well, that's that they want us to believe that we're becoming modern. We're we're become we're we're um we're up to date now. We're we're yeah you know it's the same old thing Tacitus said two thousand years ago that that they engross in every kind of perversity and call it up to date. That's what he said. It's in the Germania. I forget the exact words, but he he said there were people that that um considered sexual immorality up to date is is what he said, and it's the same thing today. It's the same people promoting the same the same sin. But look how effective that is, Bill, when you talk about, when you have people say that, well, you're just not modern, that this is the 20th, 21st century or whatever. It is, it, it, it does go, go a long way, and that's, that's basically, again, Jew advertising. It goes a long way because people don't, don't study history and scripture enough to develop that, that firm foundation that we all need in, in order to understand why we should believe what we believe. You know, when my uncle asked me, this is supposed to be a good Christian man, he asked me, uh, well, will you, will you be eating ham on Thanksgiving? I said, I don't eat ham at all. Oh, you go by that Old Testament Jewish thing. I said, no, that's not the Jewish thing. I go by the, the, the Bible, which is not an Old Testament or a New Testament, but a complete testament. Well, complete in the sense that it's all one piece. And... Um, Right, but that's been programmed into him by, by the um, the world's oldest pork purveyors, right? The Catholic yeah, Church. And, and this is a man that wonders why he ended up with colon cancer, shoving down bacon every morning. I same thing said to me, uh, or to me and my wife, when uh, her her parents had some uh, lasagna with pork in, and he said, "We don't eat pork." Oh, I, I thought you didn't like Jews. You know, Jews don't eat pork. Well, right, and we don't know how healthy we could be if we'd only lived by those biblical food laws. I mean, I had bad acne when I was a kid, and I think about all the pork chops I ate, and maybe that could have all been avoided if I wasn't sucking swine down three nights a week. You know, there's a lot of things that we do that, that um, we think are normal, and then when bad things happen to us, we don't put the two together. Yeah, the medical thing is really not a, a big mystery. I mean, I had the same problem, too, but most of my problem was due to mercury. I got that crap out of my mouth, and everything cleared up. Yeah, right. So, you know, you, you stick toxins in your mouth, you get, vaccine, you get vaccinated. Every single thing that these guys are doing to you, it's amazing. You can live through it. Yes, absolutely. The body is a wonderful machine, but um, all we do is abuse it from the time we're born. And, and it's, all, it's all because of commerce. It's all in the name of commerce, or, or or what we think is normal in the world. Well, they can, they sucking down soda pop. Everybody up here sucks down soda pop all day. They're all fifty pounds overweight, and and they wonder why they're fat, or maybe they don't wonder why they're fat. Maybe that's the problem. The Walmart up here is a town of like eight thousand people, and the Walmart has about a dozen of those little carts that people have to sit on to get around the store, and and quite often most of them are out. 
you know what's going to eventually happen is there's going to be a parking lot and the whole thing's going to be handicapped and there's going to be a couple spots in the back for the CI people. Hunter <laughs> says God hates fat people. Yeah, you know there's one story in the scripture and 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 it's it's um it may not be true in every case of obesity, but I would bet it's true in most of them. There's one story in the scripture, it's back in the book of Judges, I forget exactly where it is. But this man what was told to go kill the king of Moab with a knife. And the man goes up to the king's house or whatever, you know, the castle, if I have to use that word. And, and um, the guard stops him and he says, oh, I have a gift for the king. And, and he just gets waved in to see the king. And, and he has a knife under his garment. And, and he takes the knife out from under his garment. And he stabs the king of Moab to death. He was told to do this by God. And, and it says in there... That it, it basically describes right in the scripture that the man had a hard time killing him with the knife because he was greedy. And, and the ancient Hebrews and the ancient Greeks equated obesity to greed. There's no doubt. It's very clear in the scripture. And, and there's several Greek writings that I could use. I don't have the citations off the top of my head, but there are several Greek writings that support that idea also. That, that earth and greed are equated. In the real world, I mean, today, obesity, I mean, there are cases of obesity that are caused by disease. There are cases of obesity that are caused by incapacitation. But, but normal, healthy people that are obese are usually obese because that they want to eat, consume more energy than they use. I, I mean, it's a real simple equation. And, and people that are obese are usually, it's usually because they're greedy. 95% of the people are obese are because... I would say 95% of the people that are obese are obese because of their eating habits, strictly. Well, right, and and that's what I'm trying to drive at. But when you're sitting there shoving food down your throat uh, um, for way too many hours than you need to do so, that's greed. That's done out of, out of a sense of greed, that you need that, and, and you don't need it. Paul said, whose God is their belly, whose glory is their shame. Yeah, we, we live, we don't live to eat. Yeah, I don't know if Psalm 7831 really means obese people where it says fattest, but um, it can be construed that way if you want to bust somebody's chops. Curtis, are you there yet? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you had something to say about tonight? I, I, I don't. You could say anything you want, but um, I thought maybe you wanted to talk, so... I was just going to comment that earlier that we should just shouldn't worry about too much about what's going on in society anyway. Well, you're exactly right. We shouldn't fear it. We shouldn't worry about it. We can't change it. And we should just put our trust in God and, and um, do what we can to wake up any of our brethren. That's part of our obligation and, and to witness to the sin in society and um, inform people that, that the things that are going on are evil. That that's the limit to which we should be concerned with it. Yeah, I was just going to say that he took care of our forefathers, so why shouldn't we trust that he's going to take care of us now? Exactly, and that's the message of Christ. What where he points out the the birds of the sky and 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 the flowers of the field and and makes a point to tell us that Yahweh provides to those that that to to those animals. That, that don't even know him. So, so what makes us think that he won't provide for us if we love him? Of course he will. And, and we should never worry about it. I know I try not to, but I, my issue is that I'm a, 
I'm a hypochondriac, and I'm paranoid, and I, I try not to be, because I know that fear is a lack of faith. And with a lot of my medical problems, I'm easily scared by certain pains in certain areas and stuff. And I try, I try really hard not to be, because I, I know he's there, and I know he's not going to let anything bad happen to me. That's absolutely true. And, and, you know, it's a hard thing sometimes, especially if we've been sick, to, and, and I know you were in, in your youth, but it, it's a hard thing to overcome that fear, but that's part of the trial of our faith. But we have to teach ourselves, and, and it's difficult, believe me, but we have to teach ourselves to overcome those things. That's part of our walk. That's, that, that's a challenge. It's not a, a doctrine. It's a challenge. It's a challenge that's clear from the Scripture. But look at the stories of the lepers and, and the, story, the, the stories of the blind men that Christ healed. And, and that was part of their walk to, to, to overcome those things. And not to curse God because they were born that way. That's the story of Job. Not to curse God when bad things happen to you. Yeah. Okay, we have to have something else tonight. This can't be winding down already. It's only 10.30. Well, that evoked a response. I was going to talk tonight about um about salvation again and decided to put it off until next week but because I really felt this Jordan Maxwell thing had to be addressed, right? The occult and, and antichrists should never be... Um, given any heed or any merit or any mention of merit in, in, in Christian circles. That's just the way it is. Um, there's, there's some people that bristled. Uh, they didn't bristle to me. That They bristled in, in the background or in mails, emails to other people uh, about the, the talk I gave a couple of weeks ago on, on um, Israel and, and salvation and the favor of God. And, and I'm probably going to expound on that next week because... Um, all Israel shall be saved, and all of the, the the sins of the children of Israel shall be cleansed. And and I've been accused of relying on one verse, but when I to to make that statement, and um, well, I think last week I probably produced last week. Well, the last time I discussed it a couple of weeks ago, I, I probably produced a couple of dozen verses in support of that statement, and, and people still don't get it. So I, I might discuss that topic again next week. I would have done it tonight, but uh, but I had to talk about this in, in a timely fashion. Well, I, I know for me with the whole 2012 thing and the Anunnaki, um, actually back in 2007 when I first heard of it, I got uh, I got suckered into that. It, you know, it's easy to get suckered into the fat things that are fascinating. It's easy to be suckered into things that are mysterious. That's the way it is, Jeremiah. But our enemies know that. They know it. That's why they put all those occult movies out. That's why they put all those um, movies out about aliens and, and all this other stuff. That, that's why they do it, because they know it's easy to sucker us into that stuff. People are fascinated with the unknown, and they have a desire to know the truth about those things. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You sure as hell not going to find the truth in the mind of a Jew. It's not going to happen. And, and yes, Runner, all this talk about food made me hungry, right? But I'm not fat, so that's okay. <laughs> I just grabbed a couple of crackers. Oh, well, right. We're not going to find the truth in the mind of a Jew. No way. And, and we're we sure as hell aren't going to find the truth in, in the in, in the mouth of a Christ denier and the belitter, belittler of what we know to be the one true faith. It, it's not going to happen. I said no one gets to the Father except through me, and he meant it. Okay, we got to have something else tonight, or I'm going to have to cut this, this this program, and we could go talk in open house. On I can't um, 
keep a monologue. I can, but I can't. But I won't keep a monologue and just keep running my mouth for for the hell of it. Well, I was going to add that uh, with me, when even when I was first hearing about all the 2012 hype and I was kind of getting sucked into it, is in the back of my head I kept thinking this is very confusing. And I, I know, one, it, it can't be true because Yahweh's not the author of confusion. He even said that. Well, you know, Jesus Christ says, no man knows the day. And Eli James says, oh, the Mayan calendar tells us when it's going to happen. One of them's a liar. And, and I bet Eli James is a liar. And, and he's not alone. It, there's, a, there's a thousand clowns before him that have set end time dates, that, that swore by them. And, and they all presented a good reason for believing in them. But, but it's just another distraction. And it's just another... Um, acid of, of of what certain people do that will discredit us. It's discrediting. Well, when these dates come and go, it's absolutely discrediting. I can't wait till December twenty second, twenty twelve. So that I could tell the liars who they are, and, and I'm not going to let them set another date. Well, I'm, I'm having a big uh, going away Earth party uh, on December twenty first, twenty twelve. If anyone wants to join me. <laughs> S. Curtis. I was just going to agree. I think that stuff is fascinating, but I think as Christians, Christians, we just need to remind ourselves to go back to the Word of God. Exactly. Whenever we hear anybody spouting any philosophy, anybody spouting any discovery or 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 anything else or any that new angle on life, we should measure it against the Word of God. And that will tell us immediately whether or not there's any real truth to it. But to do that, you have to know the Word of God. Most Christians don't read at all. And that's our well, biggest downfall. Well, I know I have a friend who's still in college, the college I used to go to, who's in his English classes. He's, like, doing papers on, like, educational material. And he always comes to me because he knows I'm pretty educated, I, I guess he says so, but he always brings up the 2012 thing, and so I help him out with the information I know, because he wants to do a paper on it, but I always tell him, I says, let's say Nibiru is going to come, I said, it's not, that's not the issue, that you shouldn't worry about, that what you should worry about is God's law, who cares what's going to come by the earth, the main issue is, are you following God's law? Well, well right, and, and the law is a big part of it also. But anybody following the Ten Commandments is basically following God's law. It's very hard to follow the Ten Commandments and violate the law. Well, unless people don't realize exactly what the meaning of the Ten Commandments are. Right. And I joke, I joke with a lot of Christians, and they always get mad at me, because they always tell me, you know, the Old Testament's done away with. And I was like, really? And I was like, do you follow the Ten Commandments? And they're like, yeah. I was like, do you know it's in the Old Testament? Maybe you should go out and murder someone since uh, the old law is done away with. Well, actually, the Old Testaments are in the New... The, the, the Ten Commandments are in the New Testament, too. That's where they really fail. Christ oh, really? repeats them in the New Testament, and, and Paul repeats them also. Bible, Genesis. Yes, they first appear in Exodus, but they're in the New Testament at least twice. And probably more than that, because I'm sure where Christ repeated them, they were probably um, in one gospel. Yeah, I also tell my friends, the most important law he ever made is in the first chapter in Genesis, and as it's not the Ten Commandments, the most important law is actually in the first few paragraphs of 
the Bible, and that's where he says all things after its own kind. Right. And that's a very good place to point people because it's very basic. And that's what I also add, and I was like, if he says this, why doesn't it work for humans? There's many kinds of human. I mean, we're all human, yet we're all mixing all kinds. It's the same as birds. There's many kinds of birds, but they don't mix. So why is it that somehow all humans are the same kind? And then they, then they obviously say, oh, wow, you're right. But, well, right, and it's very easy to point out the methods of the biologists and to, to demonstrate that they are hypocrites. It's the, the way that species and, and um, families are divided up in biology is very hypocritical. And, and because all varieties of men are categorized as the same species, that there are greater, much greater differences biologically between pygmies and, and Nordics than there are between two obscure sorts of bird that, that are classified as two different species. And then the, the Jew scientist will say, oh no, pygmies and Nordics, they're all homo sapiens, they're all the same species. I But <laughs> there is no way we should be considered the same species. And, and there are many different cross-species um, example, examples, especially in the plant world, but also with fish and, and with mammals of, of um, different so-called species, as they're classified by mainstream biologists, can interbreed. They're worshipping the animals, that's what... Well, yeah, that's like another issue um, my one friend brought up about um, the Anunnaki supposedly creating chimeras. And I laughed. I was like, well, those chimeras walking around in your school. And he's like, how? I was like, well, what is a chimera? But two different things mixed together. What do you think is a half? <laughs> it's a chimera. Right. Well, I think that the chimera idols of, of all of the ancient places of, of, of Europe and Mesopotamia came from the fallen angel story. They mixed their seed with every kind and created all sorts of beasts. And I think that our ancestors heard or read those stories about the fallen angels and created chimeras as an expression of the story that they heard. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Chimera story, the, the chimeras of archaeology prove that the biblical stories are true. They just prove it in a, in a way other than we would expect. Or wrote Hottentots are my brothers. Well, well, Eli would probably have you believe that. I hate to pe keep picking on him, but he deserves it. Well, what's, what's a Hottentot, actually? A Hottentot is an Aboriginal African, right? That they they're famous for having um, very large rumps, is it a way their bodies store fat? So when you see a Negro with with his um, buttocks protruding about a foot or so from from the base of his spine, then you'll know you're you're probably running across um, some half breed descendant of Hottentots. Yeah. Well, that's another thing that really disgusts me is. When I see a white guy and a black girl, and they have a big butt like that, that's, to me, how could that be attractive? I mean, the black skin alone is disgusting, but then they have a big butt. But, well, you know, I, I grew up around them, and I never met a, a black woman that I was sexually attracted to. Never in my life. And, and I grew up right in, smack in the middle of 20 million of them. I, I just can't see it. I, I also visited the Bronx Zoo on, on many occasions and the Staten Island Zoo, and, and um, I, I never saw anything in a monkey cage that turned me on either. I was just going to say, did you see any Africans in cages there? Well, all the, all the Africans weren't in the cages. That's the big problem. Only their descendants. Okay, is that it for tonight or, or what? Do, do we have any more serious discussion? 
Not that I can think of off the top okay, of my head. Okay, I'm going to end the program. An hour and 40 minutes is, is just about right, and, and we could go downstairs. And thank you all for being here, and praise Yahweh. Okay. 